Hi, I'm Brother Bill, and the show is called Christ Talk, where we talk about God, religion, Jesus. We discuss, we talk, and we lecture a bit, too, I confess. Um, we're going to be talking today about the religion of science. That's the religion of science, or science as your religion, if you prefer it that way. I'll be right back. This is Brother Bill with Christ Talk. Hi, I'm Brother Bill, and as you know, I host the show Christ Talk. I just have a request that I'd like to send out right now before we start this next episode or get it going, and that is it has to do with prayer. If you're a Christian, and only if you're a Christian, although I suppose if you're not, you could pray too, but if you're a Christian, I'd like to ask you a question. Have you ever stood in line at the bank? Maybe you're waiting to deposit your paycheck or you're getting gas in your car and you're getting ready to uh, pay, you know, prepay at the pump and you went inside to get your soda or Slurpee or whatever and seen somebody in line and wondered what kind of person that was, who they were. And of course, you didn't say anything because they're total strangers. But what if I asked you to think about where those people, that person, is going to spend eternity. You'll say, whoa, Brother Bill, that's a little too heavy, don't you think, for when I go in to buy a Slurpee or an Icy? Uh, no, I don't think so. I want you to think about it for a minute because I think God wants you to think about it. And I'm not trying to necessarily speak for God. What I'm trying to do is promote people having a burden for the lost. And, you know, there are people we know, and we see them every day. We go to, like I said, the bank, put our paycheck in or maybe cash a check or pay a credit card payment or pay your car payment. We say the, see the same people every day and we smile at them and we never say anything about Jesus. And if you can't bring yourself to do that, we usually don't even remember them in prayer, but maybe we should. What I'm getting at is, is remember the admonition about giving people a cup of cold water in the name of the Lord? Well, what about prayer? What if that cup of cold water becomes a prayer for the salvation of that person that you know, don't know and you might never know? I'd like you to consider that. My name's Brother Bill. Say a prayer for a lost person that you see in a place where you might least expect to do so. God bless you. Hey, it's Brother Bill, and the show is Christ Talk. And today's topic, as I promised earlier, is the religion of science. <clears throat> what I mean by that is, is how much do you believe in science? And if you're a Christian, how much do you believe in science versus how much do you believe in God? And which takes precedent in your life? Which do you serve? All right, the religion of science. I'm going to tell you here, I've got a list of things that may be little oh, let's call them indicators, that you might be in danger or already are adopting science as your religion. After all, do you live by science or do you believe in God? Or are those mutually exclusive? I don't think they are, but here's the list. Number one, now remember, these are things that are pointers, that are indicators that you may be living with as though science is your religion or you may have adopted science as your religion number one science is always right whoa 
Do you believe that? Yeah, well, you can ask yourself that. And, you know, I don't necessarily need to know the answer, but I am curious. Number two, scientists are always right. Wow. You know, there's people that actually do believe that. Scientists are always right. And let's move on down the list. The next one would be number three. The scientific viewpoint is always right. Do you believe that? Is the scientific viewpoint is always right. And the next one is science is the answer to everything. Whenever you have a problem in your life, something's going on, and you don't understand it, do you look to science for the answer? Even in your personal life sometimes, perhaps. Wow. Okay. Science is the answer to everything. That's the next one on the list there. Science is the answer to everything. There are people who literally believe that. And remember what I said about the word believe. A long time ago, I read somewhere, and I can't tell you where, but I absolutely believe it, and I adopted it into my belief system. The word believe means to live by. So I'm going to ask you again. Do you live by what you believe in science? Do you believe science is the answer to everything? The next one, I believe this is number five. Belief in God is unscientific. I'm going to say that again. Belief in God is unscientific. Friend, I want to tell you right now, nothing could be further from the truth. And I'll explain that after we go through the list. But nothing could be further from the truth. And I believe number six, you can't believe in God if you believe in science. Do you know there are people that don't believe in God or pretend that they don't believe in God? some of those people we talked about in an earlier episode, that actually are afraid to believe in God because they think they have to give up their pursuit of science or scientific knowledge. That is so sad because, you see, my friend, when you pursue science, what you are really doing is pursuing God. You've got to understand, what? I know some of you said, I don't believe he said that. Who is this whack job? Okay, I said it because it's true. It's true because God created everything. He didn't just create you. He didn't just create the earth. He didn't just create the moon, the sun, the solar system. He created everything. There is nothing that exists that God did not create in the real sense of the world. Now, you might say, well, I have kids. He didn't create them. Oh, yes, he did. He imparted the spirit of life and gave you the genetic ability to reproduce. Okay. You can believe in God if you believe in science. And the truth is, science is all about discovering God's creation. That's something that Neil deGrasse Tyson's not going to tell you or some of the other well-known scientists and astrophysicists, who, by the way, I have the great, greatest, utmost respect for. Uh, and, uh, you know, I even read a few books by Carl Sagan back in the day. I'm telling you, when you are studying science, you are, in its purest form, simply trying to understand reality that was created by God around you. 
reality is created all around you. The universe, string theory, super M theory, whatever you've cut, whatever science has come and gone, whatever, how many dimensions is there 11? Oh, do we have 14, et cetera, et cetera. Let's talk about quantum mechanics later. The point is how God assembled the universe, how God assembled everything, including those things, those other dimensions, those other planets, the exoplanets, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What scientists do, and some of them don't even realize this, is study about how God created everything. And that includes you guys out there in particle physics in uh, the with the Hadron Collider underneath in, in those guys under, you know, under Switzerland where they're trying to smash together the atoms to uh, detect antimatter. And I think they've already accomplished that, but there's some other particles they're looking for. And uh, anyway, do not be fooled. You most certainly can pursue science, believe in science. But keep in mind, science isn't perfect, but God is. Okay. You, what was I said? You can't, but you can't believe in science if you believe in God. Now, one of the statements was you can't believe in God if you believe in science. The next one was you can't believe in science if you believe in God. You see, when I assembled it together so that you understood it, that answered the question for both of them. Understanding that science is discovering how God created everything that is. God is. And there's a universe out there. And I don't think we'll ever run, as human beings with finite minds, it's not possible for us to run out of things to discover about how God created the universe or the multiverse, if you prefer, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, and our last one. Science is correct, so God must be wrong. Okay, you know the little emoticon with the tears of laughter coming out of, you know, that people send back and forth? That's me on that one. That's absolutely absurd, but there are people who believe it. Science is always correct, so God must be wrong. All right, let's think about this, folks. Have you ever known a scientist to be wrong? Well, of course you have. Maybe not personally talking to somebody in person, but you, can, you can't tell me that science, you know, there are, as we've explored the... Uh, the planets and uh, sent out probes to Jupiter and uh, Enceladus and many of the other places in the universe. We've had to rethink. Look at the Martian channels that we thought, you know, originally scientists thought those were aqueducts, you know, like over in Venice and Italy, you know, with water flowing in them. <laughs> Turns out it's a dust bowl. Didn't happen. Now, that's not to say there might not be water. We won't get into that. I'm just saying they were wrong on that one. And Back in the day, hundreds of years ago, when everybody was teaching that the world was flat, guess what happened when Galileo, was it him that came along? We've discovered that, you know, the Earth wasn't the center of the solar system. Science didn't know that. They were wrong about that, too. So, yes, science is not always right. Scientists are not always right. They can make mistakes. They do mistake, make mistakes, and they have made mistakes. Remember, a lot of physics is, what about that term? Theoretical physics, okay? Let's think about that for a minute. All right. Now, man is named, the physicists and man have given these names to all these subatomic particles and, and uh, qu in things in quantum physics. 
course, you don't know what God calls them, but I can guarantee you that they wouldn't exist if he didn't create them. I'm 100% certain of that. Okay, the scientific viewpoint is always right. No, I don't think so. Tell me how science satisfies your soul when a loved one passes away. Tell me what happens when you feel that emotional loss of a loved one. And according to science and according to evolution, they say, that's it. They're gone. They're dead. You'll never see them again. On the other hand, especially, well, I guess you could say only, but if they're a Christian, they're going to be in the resurrection and you'll see them again. See, there are benefits to being a Christian, but you got to be sincere. And it's not your belief. It's your choice to accept Christ as your personal savior that causes you to reach salvation or be saved. Unmerited grace. Okay, so here we go. Are those, what were they, eight points? Do you recognize any of them in your life right now? Maybe two or three on that list? I hit a nerve. Well, I want to suggest to you, you think about it for a minute. And as I always say, go ask God. God's the good guy. Go say a prayer. Let's say, what is a prayer anyway? We're going to talk about that in another episode. But it's really simple. It's talking to God. That's the really simplest definition. How do you know God hears you? Because the Bible says so. Okay, you're going you're gonna to laugh at me on that one. I know that. But trust me on it. What have you got to lose? What have you got to lose to go in your room and ask God to open your heart to the Holy Spirit and, and belief in him? Okay, if he's not there, all you did was pray in private and nobody else has to know. But, oh, hallelujah, if the gates are open, the flooded waters come in, if you're sincere and you ask Jesus into your heart, and he does, and he will if you ask, if you're sincere. And you know what? If you don't think you have enough faith, pray the prayer the man did who prayed to Jesus. He spoke to Jesus and he said, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. All right. Maybe you've got three or four or five of these things on this list. May I posit to you that you are in danger of making science your religion. And if you've gone all the way through the whole list and everything sounds good to you, oh, maybe science is even the form of idolatry or your God. You know, I used to watch that TV show and I don't watch it anymore, but that's, I'm not saying right or wrong. But, you know, you remember the TV show, The X-Files, and Scully was always there to check Mulder all the time. It's the science, Mulder. It's the science. And all the time she's wearing a cross because she was from a Catholic family around her neck. And in more than one episode, she was near death or whatever, and she had that cross around her necklace. I want to ask you, hmm, does that sound like somebody who's really, it's all about the science? I think there are people that are 99.9% .9 convinced it's all about the science. If there's one-tenth of 1% 1 left in your mind right now that's not all about the science, 
would you just open the door a little bit and just, you know, when you open a door and a little bit of light peeks in from outside, a little ray of sunshine, will you let God's spirit, will you open the door and just let God's spirit let that little bit of light in so that you can be able to see and know that God is real, that it's okay for a scientific person who believes in science to believe in God. Because it is, friends, it truly is. I believe in science. Science has done a great many things. Science has come up with antibiotics. You know, we used to use echinacea to fight off infections before antibiotics. I don't know if you know that or not, but that that's a flower. It, 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 it was used like a herbal thing, and it, you had to, it does help, but you gotta get it early. But we won't go into that. My point is, Sure, science has brought us some really great things. Now, why would anybody want you to believe in science to the extent that you don't, it causes you to not believe in God? I'll tell you, friend, why. It's to usurp God's authority. It's to usurp the standing that God had in society and still has according to the people that believe in him, the Christians and the believers, they want to nudge the God consciousness out of today's society. Why? Because they want to create a society, create a world, create an environment where everybody is the same, which is exactly the antithesis, or however you say that word. I'm not, I'm not, claiming to be the most brilliant person here in the world, but I, I think I know I've got this down right. They want to oppose God. Uh, you know what? There was a guy in the Bible uh, called the devil, and the translation on the word in many of the places there for Satan or the devil comes back as the opposer. Who is the devil opposing, do you suppose? And if there's a God, trust me, there's a devil. Okay, and you go, well, I'm not going to believe in God because I don't want to believe in the devil. Well, you believe in good and evil, don't you? Okay, where do you think good comes from? Good comes from God just like love. God is the good guy. The devil is the opposer. God, God, uh, God is opposed and fought on every angle by the devil, and the devil knows he's going to lose in the end. What? Yep, he knows he's going to lose in the end. I guarantee it. The demons believe that God exists and they tremble according to what the Word of God says. So here we go. You want to believe in science. Absolutely great idea. Just don't make it your false idol. Don't make it your false God. I'm Brother Bill. The show is Christ Talk. I'll be back in a few minutes. Hey, I'm Brother Bill, and the show is called Christ Talk. I'm back. Okay, we were just having a little episode here talking about the religion or science as a religion. Maybe you're a Christian, and you should give this some thought. Who's at the throne of your life? Now, you may be a professional. I'm not telling you to disbelieve in scientific results as we know them. I'm not even knocking science. I think science 
is great if you understand what it is. But who controls your life? Certainly a Christian doesn't pray to science. However, if you're an unbeliever, and I really like to find a way to reach out to you unbelievers without having you close your mind off and shut the door and not listen. If you're an unbeliever and you are find yourself repeatedly throughout the course of your life leaning on science as the answer to everything, you're in trouble. You're in trouble because science doesn't answer a lot of the spiritual things, questions, if you will. And you need God for that. You need the Holy Spirit. You need the direction. You need to know Jesus as your personal Savior for that very reason. Be honest with yourself, unbeliever. And don't think I'm looking down at you because I'm not. Uh, you know, I'm here doing this not for money, not for fame, not for fortune, not for anything except other than to glorify God and hopefully reach somebody who isn't a Christian and at least, at the very least, cause them to think twice and rethink their worldview. That's what they like to call it now. We used to call it belief system. Nowadays, they want to call it your worldview. I've got news for you. There's only one person who has a true, authentic, complete, 100% accurate worldview. And that's the guy who created the world and the universe and the cosmos and the 11 dimensions or 14 or however many there are and the multiverse, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et al. God, God created the universe. God created everything that was created. Matter of fact, God created everything that is. Now, we may take moral materials and build things out of them, like we build a house out of sticks and wood and stucco, etc., and whatnot. Okay? But God created. Science didn't create. And as I remember, the narrator in one of those History Channel movies or episodes, when he said, we still haven't figured out who created the Big Bang. Okay. I know there's uh, guys like Ken Ham and, and uh, even Walter Martin back in his day and many other Bible scholars and stuff who vehemently dispute the Big Bang. I don't care what you call it. I don't care what name you attach to it. I don't even care what methodology that science explains it with. What I care about is that you understand that it came from someplace. God created out of nothing the world. He created out of nothing all these various things. And the more science gets into the far-out quantum physics and out into the universe, the more they find out the probability of that is true. That nothing isn't actually empty. Space isn't that all that space out there isn't actually empty. Friend, if you're an unbeliever, will you make space in your heart for the Lord Jesus Christ? I'm doing this because I want you to know the truth and find God's love before you leave this planet, before you leave this world, before presumably it's too late. Will you ask Jesus into your heart? Go into your room quietly. Don't have to tell anybody you're doing it. Say a prayer. Ask God to reveal himself.
through his Holy Spirit to you. All right. God bless you. The show's been Christ Talk. I'm Brother Bill. I hope you're going to have a blessed day. See you later.